Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a really fun episode last week where Ryan and I did the 10 game overview where the Kings. Uh, you know, coming into the season, played 10 games, gave our feedback on that. Um, if you are looking for that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, bringing in my co-host for episode 90, as always, Ryan. Was good. Damn, episode 90? Yeah, I, I wanted to highlight that. It's a big number. I didn't I didn't realize that. You're the one, you're the one who always keeps track and and you're really the backbone of the pod, to be honest. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're you're the one who organizes. Well, there's not shit to organize, right? Like for nah, man, a lot of work that goes into we, it. We don't. I, all right, let's let's be real, right? Like we don't plan what we're gonna say. We just came nope. on here and today we don't plan. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Uh, so it's really not that hard, but you do edit it, all right? You you are the one who edits and you you do put it out on the social media platform. So kudos to you. Other than that, we are here on a rare Friday morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rare Friday morning. I don't know. Friday mornings, man. Oof. Uh, we were both off. Um, Eric's off because of uh, Veterans Day, right, Eric? That's correct. You're, and you're, you're a veteran you're, and you're not off. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank uh, you for your... No, thank, I, hey, this one, shout, shout out to uh, D-Fresh. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for your service, Ryan. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, no, but for, I, I had to work yesterday. Okay? I work for the federal government. And I did not have Veterans Day off, but Eric has been at home the last few days. So lucky you. But I am off every other Friday. So I'm off today. Um, like I said, it's a rare Friday morning that we're doing this. Uh, I, so. I got to say this, dude. I think it's pretty crazy that the federal government of all like they aren't they known for like holidays I mean, that they don't give you the day off. They don't give Veterans Day off. I mean, that's that's kind of weird. Um, so so I asked my boss about this yesterday. OK, because I was like. Before I, I'm, I, I'm, I've worked, I've worked in the department of energy for, for a couple years now, but, uh, before I was in a different position where I would like work weekends and stuff. Now I got this new position and I'm, I'm Monday through Friday, normal business hours. Right. And so I never paid attention to holidays. Right. Cause like, if I had to work, I had to work. Okay. Like I was in one of those jobs where somebody had to be there 24 hours a day. Well, yesterday I'm like, Hey, like, what the fuck? Like, why, why are we here? Like it's veterans day. Like what's happening. And it was explained to me that, um, when the lab was doing the scheduling and stuff way back when they decided that they would give us an extra day for Thanksgiving. Um, so we get that extra, that extra day for Thanksgiving, making it the, uh, the four day weekend for Thanksgiving instead of the, uh, the three-day weekend for Veterans Day, I guess. I hate this, I hate this. to break it to you though, dude. I mean, I I work see, but for the, the, I, in see, the public, see, but I but I call I, bullshit, right? Because, yeah, because I get both those days off too. Most people do yeah, already. So yes, and the, exactly that's why I called bullshit because I was like, wait, so like you're just gonna give us Thursday off for Thanksgiving and then go back to work on Friday for one day and then you know, so I called bullshit on that. So who fucking knows? All I know is I am off today. It is a Friday morning. Um, the Kings have stumbled and fell. Um, and according to Kingsland, uh, they need to blow it the hell up and trade everybody. Fire Luke Walton, um, trade Darren Fox for uh, some crumbs. Um, so that's that's the state that we're in today. So I'm excited to be here because I am going to go off a little bit and put things into perspective um, for for some for some people. So, Eric, if you'd how, like to how... take us away, I, I'm done. Yeah, how how things just fucking change in a couple of games. Oh well, you, you, well, I say this, you know, we we, we were kind of like when we did our ten game, uh, you know, recap. If I was in recap, we just talked about the first ten games, I guess, because we'd said like it takes a while to really assess a team, especially a new team, and um, you know, yeah, we saw twenty and, games. Yeah, but five and five, there you go. The Kings have depth and all that, and. I think one of the big things was going to be, you know, you know how like the the keys to success for the season, like people do, right? Like ours was like, well, just don't go on a bunch of fucking losing streaks, you know. And sure, shit, the Kings over here, I think, on a three game losing streak, um, and so you know that's the first one of the season, and so it's it's 
people when a losing streak happens, like people just fucking live so much in like the moment, like day to day, game to game with basketball. And it's really not like that. It's like in, it's in chunks, like big chunks. Like you said, 10, 20 games, you know, a month, really a month. It's like a month over a month kind of thing. But people don't have that. They don't have that. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Patience, that insight, the the a- a- anything to just be able to take a step back and be like, OK, like, here's the deal. But. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but let's see how it looks in a couple games. You know, the only time you really can get really mad is when it's like a longer win streak. So, so really, the Kings' uh, schedule coming up pretty favorable. You sh- you would think. So I'm optimistic that it's just this little skid in the road that's early in the season. I mean, man, 13 games isn't really a real real representation of what you're going to do moving forward. I mean, last time I checked, the Milwaukee Bucks was technically wasn't even in the top eight in the east and through the first 10, 10 games they like their schedule they're, they're just, they were that bad not that bad but you know there yeah. it is yeah. um it's all over the place you know we talked about that guys are averaging 35 points a game and fucking 12 re- okay uh, you know what i mean it's a long season so that's all it is man we talked about not up to up two down the overreactions and then let's hey i want to start off here i'll break you i'll break this in here ryan okay fucking sucks when when the kings go on a losing streak and then it's like tyrese halliburton's out because then all fucking people are doing now is just well see we just can't do anything without tyrese halliburton he's just the glue to everything and he now he's getting all the credit for everything apparently that the kings had done before um he's getting all the credit for it because they they lost what's your thought on that well you you, I, i think it's i think it's horse shit okay like Yes, Halliburton is. Yes, he's a he's your starting two guard on on a team. Like, yes, that guy is valuable to the team, right? But when you look at the totality of the losses, right? Rashawn Holmes has been fucking non-existent. Okay, Rashawn Holmes just didn't. He played like 19 minutes the other night against San Antonio because they just he was a fucking liability out there for half the game. Okay, <laughs> like they, you know, when you put it into perspective, he was a fucking liability out there. And, you know, it's Rashawn Holmes. Metsu, is really- hey, Metsu played more minutes than him yeah. against San Antonio, yeah. dude. You know, and, and Rashawn Holmes is a good player. We all know that. But you got to be consistent night in and night out. You have just because Halliburton's not there and you can't run your stupid fucking pick and roll. Okay. You got to find ways to be effective. Okay. You got to fucking rebound. You got to play defense, especially when Jakob Pertle is not in the game. Okay. You know, you're you're playing against undersized teams, and that's usually where Rashawn Holmes thrives. There's no fucking excuse. Okay. And then on the on the other side of that, uh, you know, Harrison Barnes. You can't have fucking nine points, Harrison Barnes. You know, <laughs> that just can't happen against bad teams. You got to come out and play, right? Buddy, I'll call Buddy out, buddy. Shot fucking horrible, right? He was like two for 12 or something like that. He was fucking horrible. Everybody but two for nine. Okay. But he was he was bad. He was bad. Everybody but De'Aaron Fox. Everybody was bad except for De'Aaron Fox, okay? You know, and, and, and people still want to hate on De'Aaron Fox in that situation. It's, it's amazing to me. Hey, the guys were cold. They're cold, okay? They're in a shooting slump. They came in, you know, at Charlotte, shot the lights out of the freaking basket, right? Buddy Heald was, went off. Davion Mitchell shot great. Harrison Barnes shot great, okay? And the last few games, they've been cold. So it is what it is. I don't think that it's a Tyrese Halliburton you know, like they're losing. Oh my God, how Halliburton! But now they they're better than these teams. Okay, it's you're you're playing badly. You're shooting poorly. I don't think it's. I, I think it's more shooting poorly and those guys playing bad than you know Tyrese Halliburton being out. Uh, yeah, but like it's just it's just more it's it's what is it, yeah more correlation yeah, than like causation forget, there. Yeah, and then you forget too that you know Terrence Davis didn't play. Okay, this last game too. So you're rolling out there, right? Jameis Ramsey had to fucking get run. Right, Metu's gotten run. You know, it, it's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of factors other than Tyrese Halliburton of why they lost. And at the end of the fucking day, you're playing the goddamn Spurs. Okay, you, you you're playing the Spurs. You have to win that game, just like tonight, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. You gotta find ways to beat teams like this. Right, me and you talked about it before. They, we knew or, or, uh, injuries were going to happen like this before the season started. Right, that's why we were like, "Hey, you have depth. You have, you know, eight to ten NBA players on this roster. If somebody's out, somebody, you know, Terrence Davis can step up. Buddy can step up. Do this, you know, people need to step up, and it, that's just not happening right now. So, um, Kings are in a fucking slump. They need to get out of it. They need to shoot better. The yeah, the uh, 
Well, you know, anytime, and, and I'll say this, like anytime you lose a guy who handles the ball a lot, plays with a lot of different lineups, and he plays 30 minutes, anytime yeah. you remove a 30-minute player like that out of the game, of course it's, the impact's going to be felt. But you can literally do the same thing with pretty much most of the Kings' key six guys, yeah. and it's yeah. the same story. So it's it's, you know, it's not dismissing his value, and it's something, a position we always take where people go so far. We talk about the Casey, right? People go so far hard uh, on one side that you just say you, you say a, a middle take and you're a fucking hater. You know what I mean? I'm mean, not hating him. It's just like, of course, you, you remove him. Of course, it's impasse me felt. But that doesn't mean you can overstate his uh, his impact being like the, the main factor. You If you take out Buddy Hield, if you take his 30 minutes out of most games of season, Kings aren't even in it. If you take out Barnes Harrison Barnes is 30 minutes the Kings aren't in it I mean really the only guy fucking this is kind of talking shit but the only guy who could who could like uh is Rashawn Holmes I think they could sustain his 30 minutes for Harkless but Harkless oh Harkless fuck I didn't count that guy yeah geez we have what we need to talk about that probably okay but another thing I think it is right shooting shooting that's something we've been really on we've been on since we really saw the lineup the roster going into the year is they they're not a good shooting team. That's what's hilarious about the Buddy Hill hate. We always kind of throw sprinkle yeah. that in the Kings yeah. episodes because he's he's not literally only shooter and fucking hit. It's you know it's it's, dude, it shows well, it shows. Look at when he goes two for nine, they fucking they're horrible. Yeah, you know I, well, if, if he's not knocking down threes, they're fucked. Well, I got I got this one right here. Like like you know, David Mitchell shoots probably too much for not being a good shooter. He's one for eight against the Spurs. Um Harkless 0 for 1. I mean talk, I'm talking about three pointers here. Three pointers here. One for eight from Mitchell. Uh one for four from Barnes. Two for nine from Heald. Two for five for Fox. Like bad. Two for like five. bad we'll bad. Two, two for five will take any time. You know 40 yeah. percent for D Fox. I'll take day. that. But you know the thing that's funny about the Kings this season is um is that they are they're 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 the little chihuahua that thinks they're a fucking big dog you know they got fault they got a false perception of themselves they think that they're this like this is what this is what i say and, and this is where was, i really think it comes down to luke walton the kings i don't know if it's the front office i don't know if it's the coaching i think it might be both i think they so much want to be this move the ball perimeter based shooting team so bad but they don't have a roster that really that's not the strength of the roster the strength of the roster really is like let's just play really good defense let's let's push people and then if we get in half court set like let's sl- slow it down kind of thing but they want to play fast at the perimeter and fucking shooting i mean if you're this bad of a shooting team and you're jacking up this many threes and that's literally the difference between winning and losing on on a lot of nights i mean I would take it a quick assessment of your roster and be like, well, maybe we should try some different things. Maybe we shouldn't do that. So maybe not. Maybe why does David Mitchell have the green light to pull eight shots up from the arc game? I don't really get that. Why? Why is that? Why is that? You know, and, and that's really where I think the Kings problems are to for me. You look at the Dallas game. You look at this game. I remember early in the season against the Jazz where they were in it. It was a home opener. They were in it until the end, and then they kept non-shooters on the court late in the game, and they do that. And so that's really where I would call out. I don't know what it is, but they just want they want so badly to be the Warriors, man. It's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. I You know, there's going to come a time where Buddy Heald is possibly going to miss a few games, okay? And I, you know, he, he really hasn't missed any games in his career, but I just have a feeling this year he's going to miss, you know, he might miss a week. Okay. And the Kings are going to feel it hard because for me, he's that one guy that it's like, man, if buddy's gone, who the fuck is first off who's scoring in the second unit, but who's spacing the floor, who's knocking down threes. Right. And, and me and you had come on here and talked early on earlier on in the season about how, you know, Harrison Barnes got out to a hot start, but everybody always comes back to their average. Okay. Right, that that twenty four and a half points and twelve and a half rebounds and Harrison Barnes shooting fifty percent from the three point line, everybody comes back to the average and it's starting to show. Right, Harrison Barnes is starting to average out and he's starting to do you know, at the end of the season seventeen eighteen a game tops is that's what he is you know, um, so if if Buddy Heald really isn't doing that twenty points a game if Buddy Heald really isn't shooting forty percent from the three point line and casting shots, 
the Kings are fucked. And when he misses a few games, man, they are going to feel it, dude. It's going to be ugly. Because who is. is going? Who is going to knock down perimeter shots? There's nobody. I mean, like you said, dude, we've been calling it. it. We've called it since before the season. There is no three-point shooters on this team outside of Buddy Heald. You can say whatever you want about Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, Tyrese Halliburton is a corner three, you know, spot up. He'll knock it down if he has to, but he's not pulling up. He's not coming off screens, knocking down shots. That's not what his game is. No, okay. his shot. His shot is like so like. It's so like long, like a long developing kind of like. Yeah, I, I don't thing, trip you know? off of that. I don't trip off that. All. I worry about if it goes in the basket, right? The guy can knock down, you know, he can knock down a three if he's wide open. Okay. But he is not coming off a screen, catching and shooting off balance, right? He's more of, you know, let me spot up in the corner. Let, let me knock down some stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Davion Mitchell has proven that, you know, he's a 30%. I think he's shooting less than 30% from the three point line. Right. He might like look that up, dude. It's pretty bad. And then, and then Deer and Fox, we all know, you know, a two for five will take that all day long. Right. Um, so outside, like again, outside of Buddy, there's no shooting. So, um, and that's good. That's going to, you know, that's, that's going to be a point of emphasis all season. Sacramento needs to figure something out by the trade deadline. You know, and if they want to be in the playoffs, they have to find shooting somewhere that you have hey, to. Dave Mitchell, 28% from threes, man. I, that's yeah. my thought. I, I, I feel like we've we've been like, especially me, more more me than you. I've come on and be like, I really like David Mitchell. I think he's cool. Yeah. I think he's super athletic. Everything, yeah, all, the pra- all the all the praise, right? But but man, dude, this dude does not need to be shooting like that. Twenty eight. No. Tell me what time type of twenty eight percent three point shooter rookie is just got the green light to pull eight threes a game like this? And he pulls yeah. up a lot. And and the thing is, he pulls up a lot with other guys on the court and that's the one thing that it's like well he, he plays with De'Aaron Fox I mean we've mm-hmm. gone how many games we you know he plays with De'Aaron Fox and it's like that guy has the ball he's the one and he's kind of got that like you know he I don't know, he's got like a star mentality if you will you know where he's just no, he's got super yeah, but, confident which is, but it's cool good. that's but good. It's all they need that's good yeah so at some point at some point something's got to change okay my my one criticism of Davion Mitchell so far is it's not, you know, the 28%, whatever, you're a rookie, okay? If we can bump that up, you know, eventually to 35 36%, awesome. Uh, my one criticism of him is the ball dies when it gets gets to him, right? So if, if they make the pass to Davion Mitchell, the ball dies there. It becomes iso ball, which he's very good at. He's shown spurts of being, you know, very, very quick, get to the hoop or his little step back that he does. He's been... He's shown spurts of being very good at that, but there's, you know, being in person at a lot of the games this year, um, you know, the ball gets to him and the ball dies. The flow of the offense is gone. And the next thing you know, he's, he's either pulling up a contested shot or he's passing to somebody with five, six seconds left on the shot clock to, to bail him out. And I don't, I don't like that. That's been my one criticism, but he's a rookie and that's to be expected. Um, but you know, if Davion Mitchell takes five threes a game, four, you know, probably more to, leaning towards, you know, 4.2 a game, I'd be happy. Yeah, well, uh, so and, that, that and is a point of emphasis I think they need to fix. They're using him a lot differently than I thought they would. I thought he would be a lot of like off ball kind of in there just to ball up on people and yeah, uh, not really be. And it seems like when he's he's in there a lot, like they're counting on him to really uh, honestly be the point guard. And, and I I just don't like that utilization there. Uh, pointing out here, and I got we're just talking a lot of stats. The Pacers game, that game was that was a rough game, and and um, and I'm looking at the shooting on this game. And again, you I probably you could probably do this with all the Kings losses here. Uh, that that was the last week, right? Uh, Harrison Barnes one for six from three pointers. Uh, Darren Fox one for three. Um, Har- Mo Harkless zero for four. Um, zero for one for Mitchell. Len took one over one. Terrence Davis, dude, what's up with that guy? He's not doing shit this season. Over one. Uh, Albert was three for six. That's good. But Buddy healed five threes that game. And it's like that. It's, it's a little How many like did you that. shoot? Five, a buddy? Yeah. Five for 12. He's yeah, still we'll pulling. That. That's that's a lot yeah. of threes, though. Yeah. yeah, we'll take that. That yeah, baffled. We'll... That's that right there. That, that's where people start tripping. Like, why is he taking so many threes? Like, that right there, guys. Like, do, do, it, it's like, do I think that the Kings should be shooting so many threes? No, because I kind of. Th- told everybody that a minute ago right i don't think they should be shooting that many threes but when you have guys shooting six threes three threes fourth over four 12 one what does that tell you if they do if they're constantly been fucking doing it like at some point guys like maybe you don't blame the player maybe you there's clearly the green light there you know what i mean people just 
players do what they're coached to do and what they're asked yeah. to do. And it's, that's maybe the flaw with the Kings that, that I've been noticing. It's, it's the same thing. Like to me, man, it, it's, it's, it's shown for a long time on how they've kind of built the roster and how they've played, they've played uh, lineups, right? It's like the Kings have just, and, and a lot of people in Kings land, like even Kingsland media, they just believe that the center position is worthless now and that, that you can no longer have big men. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me because if you look at a lot of the good teams in the league, dude, they all got big men. They all have big men. They have two big men. I mean, teams do that. I, I get this like need to want to, you know, stretch the floor and switch at the perimeter. And I, I get that. I get that modern day basketball has changed, but you can still run big like that for a lot of the time. And then when it comes down into key defensive situations, then you make the switch rebounding is worth something, uh, you know, ability to set screens. It's, it's just, it's, it's worth something. And that the, when, you know, people are noticing it now with Rashawn Holmes, they're noticing it now when, when teams are having abnormal rebounding days against the Kings, when teams are, um, just clearly dominating inside against the Kings. It's it, to me, it's, I just would, I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying it, just fucking hitting my head against it. Like why not play, uh, you know, big men together, but I don't know, man, maybe I'm just too old, too old. Uh, you know, for, for maybe I'm just too old. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, that's, we can, we can make a whole episode off of, you know, you want to talk to how you brought up abnormal rebounding days against us. I can, I literally could do a whole episode on, on how bad we are at rebounding and, and how, you know, literally, if you guys want to, if you guys do prop bets, just take the over on the opposing center and you should make some money every single night for the King. So, um, yeah, man. Well, okay. Well, big, big man. Um, Kings, let's talk about Marvin Bagley a little bit because, uh, of course, yes. Marvin, Marvin Bagley's been uh, he's he's in the news, you know, the fucking news. God damn it, man. People are just all up in their feelings and shit when it comes to Marvin Bagley, dude. Um, like, like I'll put this in context for you, Ryan, before, before you swing at it, right? So, like, we get it, like, we get it. The Kings fucked up on this. This is our point, our take, and you can say you can disagree, you probably do, whatever. I don't care. All right. The Kings totally screwed up the whole Marvin Bagley thing. They screwed it up bad. And for me, I'm not giving, I'm not giving a shitty franchise who can't get anything right in 15 years like a free pass on this one. Sorry, not doing it. Ryan's not either. But Marvin Bagley, yeah, he he has his role for sure to play in this. But whatever the case, they didn't trade him last deadline. They didn't move him in the offseason. And they're moving forward with him into the season. The guy knows how to play basketball, clearly. His, he's offensively worth something, okay? He is worth something. And he's still young, and there's no reason. Like, if you're, my thought is if you're going to go into the season with him, find a role with him. If not, don't. You know, I, I don't I, I don't know. I trade him, which he probably, they probably will. But this whole, like, drama thing and is coming out, I just can't handle it anymore. But, you know, what's your thought about the whole thing? Oh, he didn't, he didn't have, go into the I game. Have, yeah. Oh, okay, whoa. So, so let's, let's, let's put things into perspective, okay? Marvin Bagley got healthy, okay, in the offseason. For everything that we saw, worked his ass off, right? Everything that was all over social media was Bagley's, you know, really coming forward this year. He's trying to do his best to get healthy and, and, and play well, right? Well, day before the season starts, Kings just straight up tell Marvin Bagley you're not going to be in the rotation, okay? You're, you're not going to be in the rotation. So Marvin Bagley's agent sounds off, right? Pretty much fucking trade us, okay? This is bullshit the way that you guys are treating us, okay? Well... All of a sudden, when the Kings are down by fucking 20, you want to put Marvin Bagley in all of a sudden. Why would he go in? Why would he go in? You want to fucking trade. You're trying to trade him. You've tried to trade him multiple times. You told him before the season started that you're not going to play him. He's not in the rotation. What the fuck do you want from this guy? Okay. The, you know, I had people tell me, well, that's what happens when you're in the end of, uh, I think it was Aaron Nakamura actually told me, you, you know, when you're, 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 when you're the end of the bench guy, you go in and 20-point blowouts. Yeah, well, the difference is, is Marvin Bagley's not an end-of-the-bench talent. He's not. You could try to say whatever you want. He's horrible defense, whatever. The guy puts up 15 and an 8 every time he fucking plays. Okay? He's not in the end-of-bench talent. He's not in the same category as Damon Jones or Chemezi Metu. He's not. He's not in the same category as Jameis Ramsey. Okay? He, he's in that category of the top six best players, top seven best players on our basketball team. 
Okay. So it's kind of a slap in the face when you don't fucking play him all year. And then all of a sudden when you're down 20 and you need something and you're fucking desperate, you go to Marvin Bagley. Nah, I'm good. Right now, that's his fault, right? You're in the NBA, you're professional, you get paid to play basketball. Okay. But I'm going to, I rarely agree with this guy, but Carmichael Dave put out something, you know, and he said, um, you know, he's obviously on the King's side on this, but he said, you know, the Kings pretty much have handled this wrong. Send his ass home, put him on paid leave. And that's something I agree with, right? He said, you're trying to build a culture. You're trying to change culture around here, right? That's a bad culture that you don't want. That's, that's the kind of bad negative stuff that you don't want around this basketball team. Who's trying to find an identity. Who's trying to get to the playoffs for the first time in 16 fucking years, right? Send the guy home, Sacramento, do the right thing. Pay him a go home. Go work out with your own trainers. Go do what you got to do. We're going to try to find a trade for you, okay? Because he's not in the rotation. So for all you people that want to give Sacramento Kings the benefit of the doubt, the worst run franchise in all of sports since 2007, for everybody who wants to take the side of that franchise and say that it's all Marvin Bagley's fault, Sacramento has no fault at all about this, you want to rip this 21-year-old, okay? You're fucking wrong, okay? It's both sides, and I would put more blame on Sacramento. Okay, I would I would put more blame and I, I would not give the benefit of the doubt in this to the worst friend franchise in the history of the NBA. I wouldn't I, I, I would not do that at all. So, um, you know, that's that's my thoughts on that. I, I really think that Sacramento's just fucked up this whole thing. They've messed up this whole thing. They should never have came out and told them publicly you are not part of the rotation. That should not have happened. Okay, there is no reason in hell why that guy can't come in and play the same amount of minutes as Mo Harkless, right? There is no reason at all that guy shouldn't be getting 20 minutes off the bench. It's fucking ridiculous. Now, I understand if you want to trade him, okay? This is what I'm saying. I understand if you want to trade him, okay, or you're trying to trade him. But that means don't ask him to go in blowouts. Don't ask him when you're down by 20 fucking three in the third quarter of the Phoenix Suns to go into the fucking game. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. And then... When you get upset at him, okay, you you make everybody goes all public and everybody publicly shames this kid, you know, when you guys embarrassed him in the first place. It's wrong. It's wrong on both accounts. He's a professional and he needs to do better, right? But at the same time, you're a professional franchise, okay? You're a professional franchise who's trying to change the culture, who's trying to do this and blah, 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 right? Do the fucking right thing and trade him. Okay, or send his ass home. Hey, we'll pay you. Go work with you guys. That's that's all I got to say. Everybody else, it's fucking ridiculous the amount of, of shit that he's taken. It's absolutely ridiculous that nobody's put the blame once on Sacramento. Not even a little bit. Nobody's given any, no, nothing. It's just been, oh, Marvin Bagley's terrible. His kid's immature. Oh, nah, fuck you, dude. Sacramento's the worst friend franchise in the history of the NBA. Not even close. Well, it's hilarious, dude, because it's like Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless, dude, is of everything, it's Mo Harkless is the guy that you're going in there. It's like the Kings could use him. I think people do see that, and that's where yeah, they could. That's where the Kings, you know, the 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 people, the people out there, Ryan. They just, they just, uh, people get so caught up in like he's a winner, he or he's a loser, or he's got a bad attitude, or we don't need him. I don't know. It's NBA. It's the NBA. Like that shit really doesn't. Uh, to me, it ma- of course it matters a little bit, but at the end of the day, the it's about being a pro team and putting the best players out there, and then moving guys if they don't fit what you do. You know, most most uh, good franchises in sports don't have weird things like this come out. They really don't, and if they do come out, they address it and they yep. and they figure it out. San Antonio they- Spurs don't have this shit. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't see this coming out from from the Spurs. No, you know, you the one time they did was with Kawhi Leonard. And they fucking moved his ass right away. Didn't well, even last. Was, didn't even last a season. They fucking and, got rid of him. And for him, it was like, okay, like you're out, you're out. Like it's it, like some things are inevitable. And maybe this Bagley thing was inevitable. Maybe he wasn't going to have the good attitude. Maybe the Kings were over him. Maybe it had it had come to an end. Okay, sure. Let's let's take that. Both sides take fault. Cool. If, if, if you're going to come at us, though, and you're going to try to tell us that the Kings don't deserve literally 50% of this, I just I just can't even entertain a conversation with you. I yeah. really can't. 
The Kings totally deserve 50% of this, and Marvin Bagley deserves 50%, 50% of this. Yes. But, with, but the thing is, from our perspective, when you're looking at a team trying to win, and the Kings have a gaping hole in the four position, and they're playing Mo Harkless, who was not playing any minutes for the last two years before he got to Sacramento, and he gets to Sacramento. Look, at, I'm not trying to shit on Mo Harkless. Like I, we said before, Mo, Mo Harkless, as, as, a, as a bench player, rotational player, serves as some value on a team like you could always use six nine lanky forwards okay sure but starting he's starting they're counting on him like that and he's and that's really what you're doing and you can't figure out a way to get the guy get him badly a little bit of minutes get him in there let's have the right attitude it's like it's like we're gonna make a point we're gonna stick it to him and make a point why didn't you just trade him why why well, do the kings always because, because they want this. they want to eat their they want their cake and eat it too dude they want to well, make their point and they want to they no, want what they want in I, return i think you know and, and this kind of validates our point is i think sacramento knows that he's good and he can play basketball and there is value there but they're not getting the value that they expect. Right. So like, well, for, duh. well, you know what I mean? But for everybody who says, you know, that, that, that kind of, that kind of goes at everybody's argument though. Oh, he's a bench player. He's an end of a rotation bench player. I had multiple people in Kingsland tell me that. Okay. If he was an end of the, you know, if he was in the end of the bench player, okay. He would have been moved already. Right. Sacramento values him way too much. Okay, that's that's what this whole thing is. They value him way too much. It's kind of it, it's stupid. But the, but then it goes against why the fuck aren't you playing him? Like why don't you just play him? I don't understand it. There is no Sacramento's could they could have used him multiple times, multiple times this season so far. The San Antonio game, right? They could have used him. The 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 Pacers Charlotte, game. you know the yeah that's what I was gonna say. The Pacers game, they could have used him. Right against Phoenix without DeAndre Ayton, you know, before the game got out of hand, they could have used him. They were cold. They couldn't score. The guy can put the ball in the hoop. And if nobody else is playing defense, why does it matter if he plays defense? <laughs> right? Sacramento did nothing. They gave up like 140. Like, or against the Spurs, you gave up like 140. Why does it matter if he plays defense? Nobody else is. At least let him put the ball in the hoop. Right? So, um, you know, the blame, the biggest thing that I want to come out of this is, you know, the blame is on both sides. It's not just on Marvin Bagley. Okay. It's not, it's, it's it, a lot of the blame. I would probably put 60 to 70% on Sacramento in the way that they handle this. What kind of franchise comes out and tells, tells somebody in their third, was it third year, fourth year, the number two pick who's, who's been hurt, but when he's been on the court has played well that, Hey, you're just not in the rotation. Two days before the season starts, you tell him that you couldn't tell him that during the off season. When you knew, you just straight what? up the, a date 24 hours before the season starts. Hey, you're not in the rotation. Like, what? Think, think about what that. Like, crap is that? Well, you know what's hilarious about the Kings? Just the dumbass Kings is like, you know how many franchises out there just, you know, if you're, if you're like a, a sports media, you know, you follow sports media. Okay. You like understand that like there, there's a certain time, like I think it's like Friday nights where, where they'll dump, you know, teams will release the, shitty information that they have to release but they'll they'll the public they'll do a public uh a pr release and they'll dump it late so it, it runs a cycle before it makes an impact like that's like that's like a known thing you do things at times to where it can run its cycle and not make an impact and becomes a non-story how dumb like literally how dumb of the kings like right before the season two, straight up, let's just shit down our leg right now on this entire situation and let it hang over us for the next couple of weeks for no reason. Like for no who who who's working PR for the Kings? I mean, that's that's I don't know. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like you said, could have done it a month earlier. Like, hey, you know, yeah. the Kings are Kings are looking. They're 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 bringing Babylon. They're going to train everything, but you know, he doesn't look to be a key factor. Okay, everyone whines about it for a couple weeks, and then as we go into the season, I mean, I'm not saying it makes it too much better, but it's it's like it, it's, it seems like every time that the Kings do something, they the the Kangs come out here and doing something. You yeah. know what I mean? Either you know, it's 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 amazing the timing, okay, but that's such a Kangs thing to do, right? It's such a Kangs thing to do, but you know. Uh, Marvin Bagley as an NBA player, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to show up. They are paying you. If they want you to go in the game, you go in the game, you know, yeah. but I, I, I understand his feelings on that. I understand if, you know, 
you're going to tell me that I, I worked my ass off all summer. And then all of a sudden the day before the season, you're not in the rotation, you know, the right thing to do. Okay. The, the, the way, you know, looking back at the right thing that they should have done the way to handle this correctly should have been, you know, during the summertime when you knew, okay, Marvin Bagley is not going to be a part of rotation. Okay. You tell Bagley, you know, in June or July, okay. After the NBA finals, Hey, you're not going to be part of the rotation. Okay. We're looking into moving you. And for Marvin, Marvin Bagley's party, okay, for his little entourage, you know, okay, perfect. Can we help facilitate this trade? Can we go seek a trade out? Can we go make this happen? That's what should have happened. So just the 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 mishandling it on, on the ownership of the Kings and management of the Kings, and then the immaturity of a 21-year-old, which you can expect, Okay, are clashing right now. And this all could have been, it could have just, it could have been handled much better. But it's such a Kang's thing. This is why Sacramento is known as the worst ran sports franchise in America. This is it. Stuff like this. This is, like you said, this doesn't happen to good teams. This doesn't happen to well ran teams, right? You don't see this happening to Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix is having all those allegations with their freaking, with their owner. And, and they're not even getting this much. There's not even this much <laughs> drama over there. You know what I mean? Like, that's what a good franchise does right there. Hey, we're going to keep playing basketball. We're going to focus on basketball. That's separate from what we're doing, right? The San Antonio Spurs, like I said, you don't see that crap, right? You, you, you don't even see it from the Knicks anymore with James Dolan, who's probably the worst owner in all of professional sports, right? You're not even seeing it from them. So, you know, it, it, at some point, you know, Kings fans, you need to look yourself in the mirror and you need to start pointing the finger at Kings ownership, right? And the management, they, it's your fault. You mishandled a lot of things and you mishandled this very bad. Marvin Bagley did not get a fair shake at all, at all. And then as an immature kid, didn't handle it correctly. So uh, I agree with what Carmichael Dave said. They send them home. You're on paid leave. We're going to pay you. Try to find a trade partner. Um, doing a Twitter search as you're, as you're going on right now, just, I put Marvin Bagley in on Twitter. Of course. I, I hate, I just don't like the Kings. I don't like the Kings media people. They're just nerds. They're all nerds. They're all, I don't like them. I like James Ham, but he's not really a media. He just kind of drops information, insider stuff. I'm just, I'm just reading through. It's pissing me off because, well, it's, it's because it's uh, like, we're saying like everybody is just taking the side of the Kings and it's all Marvin Bagley, all of it. It's all him, you know? I mean, there's, there's a couple, but not really anybody notable, you know, I'm, I'm looking and, and then here's, it's like this guy, Jay Mars. I think he was on KHTK. I'm he's, 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 he's I, basically, I can't wait for the day. Marvin Bagley is no longer with the Kings. It's like, I don't know, man, I, this whole situation is so it's, it makes me more upset that the Kings blew this. That's what I, I should be. I, that's what I'm mad about. You know, I'm not, I'm mad about that. That of all this, the Kings just blew this whole thing. And I think we're just in the minority. Unfortunately, people just continue to argue the opposition on this on us. And I'm not move. I'm not budging. I'm not budging. We did a whole episode on it, Ryan. Like they're not getting a benefit of doubt. They're terrible. They're not getting a benefit of doubt. Um, and they had the opportunity to trade the guy. They should have, they could have, they didn't. If not, play them. It makes no sense. But at the end of the day, the rise on the wall. It's just a matter of time. You know, it's just a matter of time until it happens. And hilarious, though, dude. Little trade, little, little mock trades come out, dude. It's always guess who's guess who's gonna yield an all-star return? Uh Buddy Yield and Bagley. <laughs> the two, the two most hated kings. <laughs> Everybody, you guys are so stupid. Like, you know, if you're in that camp, you're stupid. Like. Oh, the guy who's gonna yield all stars, Marvin Bagley, and and the Buddy Hill, who you all just shit on. It's Kings fans, man. Kings fans don't know their place. You don't know your place, guys. Are we, I think we know our place. What would you say about the Kings? Are you said the worst ran sports franchise worst in franchise. at least at least fifteen years, and maybe you can argue it's the it's the worst ran. No, it's it's the worst ran franchise in the totality of their franchise since they've been in Sacramento, the totality of the, of their work. They're fucking horrible. How many times have they made the playoffs since 1985? Seven, six. They had a a blimp. They had a blimp, dude. It's, it's like they had a blimp. You know how many teams have had blimps? How many teams have had blimps, like multiple blimps? A lot of teams. 
Wow, what? the Kings made it to the Western Conference Finals. Conference Finals. Didn't even make it to the championship. Wow. That's, that's the, the crazy thing. The Kings made it to the Western Conference Finals once, Ryan. Cool. Like, I, I don't get, yeah, I don't get why. It, it, I don't look at that was a special time. It was fun for sure. It was fun. And yes, the Kings could have won, could have, should have, maybe. Okay. But let's look at the last 10 years. Let's, let's live in today. Let's live in reality, you know? I mean, they, they blew, they, they had a generational type of talent. Cousins failed to do anything around him. And, and what do Kings fans say? They, a lot of Kings fans blame Cousins. <laughs> go figure. Bad attitude, bad lazy. Yeah, they, they blame Cousins. Yeah, go figure. Okay. They were a dumpster fire. They have so many missed draft picks. So many missed ones. But somehow... Kings, the Kings feel they're better than everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just like, just like you know, you, you fire, you know, you fire uh, Mike Malone. How many games into the season he ends up being? You know, you, you look at it now. Mike Malone's a top five NBA coach, right? You have, you know, Dave Yeager, who was a coach of the year. You fired him. <laughs> you know, you, you who else? Who else has been there? Scott Brooks. You know, you had Scott Brooks as, as the interim coach. He even him. You can say whatever you want about him. Even he went to an NBA finals as a coach, you know? So it, it, it's just that just the whole Sacramento era, you know, it's really, I, I'm, I'm really going to start pushing that, that, you know, where does Sacramento Kings get off thinking that they can do this kind of stuff? You know, where do you get off? How about you win a, how about you have a winning season, right? Hey, make the play in, make the, be the 10th seed and make the play in, you know, like, it's just amazing to me, man. And it's so frustrating that I, that I have to go on Kingsland. This is why I don't argue with people on Kingsland. You know, people, I'll, I'll chime in, but then I don't write back, right? Because it's not worth it, dude. It's not, if you can't see that Sacramento is a horrible and they're, they're a horrible franchise, then you don't, you know, I'm not going to argue with you, you know, but, you know, they're a horrible franchise, but, you know, I'm a loyal person and I'm still a fan somehow, yeah. you know, somehow there's just always, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. It never gets any closer. It's just a speck of light down there. You know, you're supposed to get closer <laughs> and it gets bigger. Nah, it just stays like the little itty bitty firefly way down at the end of the tunnel, man. But as long as there's that glimmer of hope, you know, with guys like De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, you know, and having Davion Mitchell now. And as long as there's that glimmer of hope, man, I'm going to keep coming back. Well, it's, you know, it's it not to, and, and we went, we definitely went negative there. I'll be honest, if you're listening, I know we kind of went negative there about where it's at, but it's just these, it's, it's when things happen, when the Kings have a three game losing streak and everyone just freaks out. I mean, like the sky's falling over a three game losing streak. When Marvin Bagley, this situation happens and the takes that do come out around it, um, it just it does it does it does hit home on input and, and you, you kind of got to think of oh shit like come on where are the kings really at right now where are they at right now why do they get no blame zero blame and and they're gonna find a way to, to get out of this one but let's turn the tables to something a little more optimistic ryan um the the road ahead the schedule ahead um the kings play tonight uh they play the oklahoma Right, they city play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, o- yeah. Oklahoma yeah. City. I, got, I was going to say it, and I was, I was like, "Oh shit!" Hey, Kings yeah, so- are favored. Hey, Kings are favored by four and a half. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, I, I would take that bet. I think I would take that yeah. bet. Oh, oh you got it, it, so. So we have Oklahoma City, Detroit, Minnesota, Toronto, all very winnable games. That's why. That's why I think the San Antonio game was such a letdown, and it was so disappointing because it was like, "Damn, dude, you had a, sh- a five game streak of." San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Detroit, Minnesota. It doesn't get any easier than that than the NBA on the road. It, it right? really that's doesn't. It. That's as easy as it gets on the road. So if you were ever to go, you know, three and one, four and zero oh on a road trip, that was your chance right there. That's why it's disappointing to me. And it, and it's not it's not that the Kings even lost to San Antonio. It's how they lost to San Antonio, right? So um, I'm I'm I expect the Kings to win tonight. I expect Sacramento to cover that. Um, you said minus four and a half. I expect Sacramento to cover that tonight. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I think they're going to come out. They're going to shoot better. And then you then you move on to Detroit Monday and Minnesota, a much improved Minnesota team that, um, man, a- Anthony Edwards is man, dope. He's dope. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is legit. So between him, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell, you know they got a good little squad there. So 
Um, that makes winning this game against OKC even more important tonight. Winning streaks, losing streaks. Yeah. When you, I, I, I like what you said there about it doesn't get any easier than that. And that's really, that's what you said. It does make it disappointing because it's like, ah, fuck. If we, if we could have got that one, it could have really been something, you know, we could really, you know, you got to, you got to reel off a couple four, four or five gamers a few times yeah. throughout the season. That's, yeah. that's how you move from the, uh, you know, the, the floating around the play in or around the 11 seed to being like, this is an an eighth seed looking team is 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 yeah. is doing a couple of those and yeah put um, playoff teams playoff teams in the NBA don't lose four games in a row it, it's not a that's not really a thing for playoff teams so yeah um, yeah you're at you're sitting at three right now so you know you better get the win tonight and you better you know hey if you can win two in a row Oklahoma City and beat Detroit which if you lose to Detroit there's I'm gonna come on here and lose my freaking mind um, yeah. you know if you can go into that Minnesota game at seven and seven um, that's that's damn. That's damn good, and we'll we'll accept that. So yeah, because uh, Thunder, Pistons, Timberwolves, Raptors, three of the next four. If you can take three of the next four, and you, you're what? What? I don't. What does that put them? Plus eight. one on the plus eight one on eight. the schedule. In okay, three five, next four, five. be eight and eight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, then then you're going. You're the, then that's where you stare down the barrel. You stare down the barrel. Of the Jazz, the Sixers, the Blazers, the Lakers. So it's like. So here, right here, really, if you if you tank these next couple games, right, and then yeah. you go play those tough teams where you're not going to be favored. You're gonna walk into the end of the month six, against the six and uh, against against the Grizzlies with below below uh you know a winning record well below, and you're gonna go in there and play against a team in your tier against a John and and it's like if you blow that game then then it's like boom then then all of a sudden I get I get the panicking like shit where yeah. the Kings are not taking advantage of those opportunities because. Yeah. The NBA doesn't get easier. You bounce right back with the Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. who better than I thought they'd be this season, but you got them back to back. You know, it's like you don't get easy games like that all the time. And so, yeah, these next these next four are huge. But I will say, like, I think that Hal Burton, I don't know when he when, how he got hurt. I was I was making this joke because he got hurt after that air ball like three point attempt that he put up to try to win the game or tie the game the other day. I'm like, well, I, I joked. I was like, well, he hurt his back. I was like, well, maybe the, the three pointer was just a little too deep for him. It's like, how do you you know the guy played the whole game and then way he shoots that air balls and always out he's hurt for three games. You know, yeah. Hal Burton coming back. You know, should be should be good there. Um, some optimism. So yeah, King Kings tonight. You're you're gonna take you're gonna take the four and a half, Ryan. Yeah, I'm gonna you're take, take that. Yeah. Like it, um, the streak of the third quarter, three quarter, uh, third quarter, uh, opposing team covering. I guess yeah. uh, so King, is Kings. Kings are two and ten against the spread in the third quarter. No, I think. Uh, well, they pushed the other night, so I can't give them the L. So they're two. two I think and, two, two nine and two one. nine and one again in the third quarter. So, like I said, if you're trying to make a little bit of money, um, you know, bet bet the Kings opponents you know as long as it's not too big of a spread to, to cover basically as well it's, it's as you, the it's usually like a half point or one it's usually point. half a point it's usually half yeah. point or or even like a pit you know and then and so um, also bet the opposing center uh, <laughs> yeah if you, if you can, the if you over can get, the over on the opposing centers rebounds yeah if you can get that prop out there that'd be a good one so a fun episode or if man, you're, I, real quick or if you're a baller or if you're a baller you just uh hit up remy Hit up, hit up our boy Remy on Kingsland and just do all the bets that Remy does because oh my stays, god that guy stays bet. Oh dude, Remy man, I I want to give that guy a shout out because he's he yeah. put one the other day and I'm like he won like 500 bucks on the Kings and, and that guy knows he's he's living he's living life right, dude. Because if you're yeah. gonna sit here and cheer for the Kings constantly, you better find a way to win on him. But he yeah. he bets he bets a, a lot of Kings on on like like favor he never really bets against the kings like he bets for the kings not like in but he'll bet like over unders or he'll bet the occasional money line and yeah. he he I saw he dropped a $250 bet on the money line against the spurs the other day and he he loses it okay so dude loses 250 on the money line and, and he comes down. right back down and, he's, and he, it's like it's like Jordan Belfort and Wolf Walsh. We're not fucking leaving. We're not going. The show goes on. He's like I'm doubling down next game. I'm going to bet him again. And I love that shit, dude. That's exciting. I, I just sports gambling has been so fun this season, and it is a little fun way to make the games a little more interesting, you know. On that, so yeah, fun episode, Ryan. I love the take on Bagley, man. People are gonna fucking hate on us on that, and I love it. You know, keep it coming, man. Like honestly, I don't really care. I don't care now, if you want to. There's, su- there's, if- there's not much to hate on, man. We we blamed yeah. both sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's if, not much if, to hate on. If you, if you hate on that, then something's wrong with you. I was say, if you don't 
blame the kings like i don't know man a little do, bit yeah do go ahead and you know do you so hey guys we appreciate you listening in. if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show you can always do so by tagging us you can find ryan and i on twitter and facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. Uh, we're really, really active and, you know, love to interact on those takes. Um, so check that out. If you want to support Kingscast, the best way to do so is to slide down off after the show on Apple Podcasts, give a five-star review, share the show with your friends so we can get in touch with more Kings fans just like you. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.